Romans the 13th chapter and the 7th verse put it up for me please Romans 13 verse 7 render therefore to all the due taxes to whom taxes are due customs to whom customs fear to whom fear honor to whom honor I want to minister a word to you today entitled it's due it's it's due thank you gentlemen so much it is due we started a new series last week entitled undercover and this series undercover is all about um, the laws of honor favor and authority the laws of honor favor and authority and uh, what was last week's message some of y'all scared to say it I said, what was last week's message? Uh, we dealt with rebellion. And how the Bible begins to talk about how rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And that God wanted to pull us out of the place of rebellion, but wants to make us obedient sons of God. Strong word, needed word, sobering word. Um, I, I realized going into the word that it was going to cut some of us mighty deeply. And even some of our friends and families that were here rooting us on last week for baby dedications and, and baptisms, I knew that it would do the work that it would do in our souls. But I don't feel like we should run away from hard sayings. I think a problem now in the world is that we're afraid to confront. Confrontation is not bad. It's about the way you do it. And, uh, but confrontation is needed. And you've got to be confronted and you've got to be challenged by the word of God. I would do you a disservice if every time I got up here I preached something to you that just made you run around the room and holler and scream. I would be up for malpractice in the spirit if I got up here and just gave you stuff that was tickling to your ear. But to be your leader is to lead you out. I say all the time, every Moses needs a people and every people needs a Moses. And when you have a Moses, the Moses knows the way. He knows the way how to lead you out of Egypt. And I'm going to tell you something very quickly. You, can't, you cannot end up disliking, hallelujah, the grace that is on your Moses, not saying that you do, to lead you out of a place. Amen. You've got to embrace that and you've got to take that in because they, they know the way. And that's in many areas in your life. I, and, and today I, I want to go in deeper into the series and I want to deal with the concept of honor. I want to deal with the concept of honor. Um, I'm going to go through quite a bit of scripture today. I'm going to try to teach this more than I do preach this. At some point in time, I'm going to holler. It is my teaching, preaching style. Okay? So, uh, doesn't mean that. Can I just say that real quick? I'm not angry at anybody. I'm a prophet. You guys don't read the scriptures. Have you read about Jeremiah before? Have you read about Ezekiel before? Have you read about these men of God? The scriptures told them, cry loud, read the Bible, and spare not. And the reason why many of us have issues that oftentimes with the passion of those around us is because we're not passionate about anything. <laughs> Romans 13, you there? Begins to deal with this concept of honor and and honor is an interesting topic. I think oftentimes when people begin to hear about honor, they automatically take honor to meaning just those that are in authority. But I want to begin to really lay some framework, and we're doing this work across all of our seven campuses in America. Uh, we're building and strengthening the culture of our movement at All, at all Nations Worship Assembly. So we need people to understand what they're a part of. Honor isn't a moment, it's a culture. And I want to teach this in such a way where it just gets deeply inside of you. You understand this? And sometimes there's certain things that you have to relay, and any master builder understands this. That there's some foundation that have to be relayed, and sometimes you have to come back and repeat a thing so that it can get into the hearts of the people. Because culture, it's not in culture until it's in your actions. You can say honor and not mean honor. You understand what I'm saying to you? There was, there was, there was a woman that was filled... What the scripture says, a familiar spirit, she was walking around and she was heralding the apostles. Oh, great apostles. Oh, great, great, great apostles. These are mighty men of God. She was speaking truth, but there was a spirit of error in her. And the spirit of error, and this is what messes us up sometimes. We think everybody who celebrates you 
means that they're for you. But flattery is an access point to your heart. So if you got to tell me 5,000 times, the people that tell me 5,000 times a week, not, I'm not saying because y'all going to stop telling me you love me if I say this because you're going to be scared. But, but the, the people who say 5,000 times a week, some, some people, you got to discern between who is trying to beguile you, who's trying to entrap you. Come on, that's how some of y'all got in them wrong relationships. I'm talking about opposite sex relationship. Because they told you you was cute and then nobody told you in a long time. So as soon as they told you he was cute, he was but ugly. But just because he told you you were cute, you went on and went on a date. Come on. Face looking like feet. Come on. And you done went out. Because somebody told you you was cute and it's been, you know, five, ten years. Y'all still here? You got to be careful. Because not everybody that is yelling your praises is for you. They use flattery to blind you. Did you hear what I just said to you? They use flattery to blind you. And so, and so Jesus, the, the, the apostles, right, they turned around, this whole group, and what they do? They cast the devil out of that lady. They cast the devil out of her, and then the people became mad and wanted to drag the apostles into prison because of the fact that she was a sorcerer. And they used her gifts and took her around town to do soothsaying and to do fortune telling and to do all of these things. And so even though she was speaking well of you, she was a well-speaking witch. I told you I wasn't going to say too hard on the wish this week. I'm going to you know, back off of it. But I, but, but I give y'all a break, glory to God. But I, think, but I think it's important that you have your eyes open. Come on, say eyes open. Eyes open. Mm -hmm. Got your eyes open to see what God is doing. And, and so honor is, is a very important concept, but really misunderstood. Misunderstood. Write this down really quickly. I'll just drop this on you. Um, I mentioned it last week. It's worth repeating again. Honor, honor is not earned. Write that down. You, people don't earn honor. Okay? Honor is given as a gift. And I'll show you here in a word in a minute. Honor is given as a gift. People may have to earn your trust. Uh, you know, they may have to prove that they are trustworthy. But honor is not a thing that you give based upon what people do. You give honor based on who people are. And I'm going to show you in the word in a minute that everybody is worthy of honor. <laughs> the crackhead on the street worthy of honor because it's easy to honor what's shiny it's easy to honor people who have been good to you it's easy for some of y'all to come to me and be like oh, I honor you about Saul because you feel like you got some kind of deliverance through my ministry even if we don't talk you just feel like you know this man is helping me on a regular basis but some of you have a problem honoring my parking lot people They tell you to park here, you decide where you want to park. I don't know nothing in the natural. So if this happened, I really do not know anything. Because people forget I'm a prophet, so they think people told me something. I'm using my mic to tell you what somebody told me. No, I'm just telling you what I sense. You, you, you're not, you're not going to be rude to those people and not honor them. Y'all y'all quiet in here today. So let's, let's, go, let's go up to, to verse 1. I'm just going to take my time just talk to you today. What I don't get through, I'll finish next week. Romans 13, 1. Romans 13, 1 now. Let's go up there. Let every soul be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority, none, no authority except from God. Wait, wait a doggone minute. Even President Trump? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Orange hair? Orange skin? The president. If you study scripture, you find out even wicked kings. Not calling him wicked, by the way. But even wicked kings were placed in authority by God. <laughs> sometimes God, but if you read the Bible, sometimes God put certain leaders in place 
because of the heart posture of the people. So they got the kind of leader they got because of how their hearts were positioned. If you study the Bible, God never intended for Israel to have a king. Samuel was leading the people as a judge of God, as a prophet of God. But the people begin to cry out, give us a king. And you know what God said? You want a king? A king you're going to have. And what did they get? They got Saul right in front of their face because they cried out for it. Trump is a reflection of America's heart. Say what you want. You have him because of how your heart is positioned. No authority except given from God. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. Next verse, verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, I mean, I, I didn't write this, y'all. I know we want to hang out in there. You know, just give me a nice psalm. Give me a nice prime bearer. Yo, we don't want to deal with this kind of stuff. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And thank you, ma'am. And who, those who resist will bring, read, somebody else read it because I think, come here, Pastor Jose, you just come on. Come up on, come on stage, son. Just read, read the verse from top to end. Go ahead. Uh, therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. That's the Bible, right? Oh, that's just, uh, do you see that? Watch, that word judgment, that ain't Old Testament. For all y'all, God don't judge nobody after the cross. <laughs> we, we are not in Leviticus and Exodus. This is not Deuteronomy. Y'all ain't saying nothing. This is not Amos. Glory to God. This is not Isaiah or Jeremiah. We are in the book of Romans in the New Testament. There is still a judge side of God. If you disobey, come down, sermon. If you disobey him, you will get into a place where his judgment will be seen in your life. For rulers, verse 3, are not a terror to good works. That means, that means leadership will never be an issue for you, those who are in obedience and alignment. Leadership and the leadership releases only becomes an issue when you're in evil. Submitted people don't have an issue with leadership. You can hear messages on leadership and honor all day long and be like, amen, amen, let's go, let's go. But then when it hits you to a place where it makes you be like, that can't be God, it's because evil's working in you. That's what the Bible said. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? I don't even got to preach today. I'm just going to put, put, have them put up each scripture, you know what I'm saying, and just look at them. Because this don't take no deep thing. I don't got to interpret this for you. We ain't got to do Greek or Hebrew. Do what is good. And you will have praise from the same. Next verse. For he, including President Trump, is God's minister to you for good. Some of you are like, he's not doing good. Yeah, some of you, what God is doing, how is working as good for you. You don't call it good, but he's working submission in you. It's good. What he's doing you is to teach you that you don't just honor people you like, but you got to honor people you can't stand, huh? He want to show you racist somebody may be. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Bigot somebody may be. But if they've been placing authority in your life until you learn how to honor people you do not like, the people who do not like you will always not honor you. But if you do evil, uh-oh, be afraid. For he, for he who, who does not bear the sword in vain. Do you understand this? A sword, leaders, authorities have permission of God to wield the sword. 
Let me give you for he is God's minister and avenger to execute. I don't even want to read that word. <laughs> for everybody, God don't talk like that. God don't deal with his people like that. Kind is a kind of love. And you don't understand love. You know, you don't understand love. Because the Bible says he chastens. Research that word. He spanks. Whoops. Those that he loves. Correction. Love is not love until you've seen correction in it. An adventure to execute wrath. Okay, those are the evil. Um, the first five, I just, I can't even get through the text. Therefore, you must be subject. If you study that word, it's where you get the word submitted. I was going to wait till later. Let me drop this on you. Submission does not steal your power. Submission strengthens your power. I wish you'd write that down. I wish you write that out. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how it strengthens your power. To submit means to come up under another, <laughs> which means when I submit, I get covering. Which means when I'm rebellious, I come outside of covering. And that means that when I'm outside of covering, trying to live life, there are things that are going to hit me that didn't have to hit me. I didn't have to go through what I went through. I didn't have to deal with what I dealt with. I didn't have to handle what I handle. Because if I just would have submitted and came under the covering of another's wisdom, of another's knowledge, of another insight, I would have found safety. Submission is the key of the safety of your destiny. And submission don't mean agreement. When you're in your flesh, that I don't expect you to agree because your flesh is too loud. You don't pray. You don't study the word. You don't fast. Your flesh is too alive for you to agree. Because we're driven by our will. Thank you. At least my front row, please. Because I've never seen my church this quiet before in history. All eight years of pastoring. It says, it says, therefore, you be subject. That means submit, guys. Not, and I'm not talking about just in the house of the Lord. I'm going to go through it in a minute. It's talking about in every area of, of authority. That's why I brought up the president. That's why I brought up, the, you know, last week I talked about the police. Uh, subject, 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 subject. The reason why some of us have no teams around what we're building, no teams in our business, because nobody's going to become subject to somebody else, someone who is not subject. If you are not subject, nobody's going to become subject. And if you do get people who are subject to you, they're going to be people just like you. Just because I have rights, see, see, me submitting doesn't mean the loss of my rights. What it means is that I'm taking my rights and I'm coming up another. Do I have the rights to come to church whenever I want to? Absolutely. I have the right to. I could be a once a month. I could be a every other month. I could be every six months. I could be, I come when I want to. Don't you say nothing to me. I sit where I want to sit. Don't you tell me nothing. I could be one of them. When you say sit down, I'm going to stand up. And when you say stand up, I'm going to sit down. When you say raise your hand, I'm going to put it down. And when you say, you just, you just, you got hello. Yeah, you got the right to. But the Bible makes it very clear. Not everything that you have the right to do should you do it. Doesn't mean it's good for you to do it just because you got the right to do it. We're just walking through the word today, I promise. Look at this. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath. So we don't just want you to do it out of fear of wrath. You don't submit out of fear. Are you seeing this? I'm not that leader that's trying to punk you into submitting. Okay, because you think because I'm aggressive in my, if someone is aggressive in their teaching style, that somehow is a thing where they're trying to punk you into it. No. No, no, no. You got to do it for your own conscience sake. 
It's what we don't realize. Conscience is dealing with your mind. If this is good to you right now, just say, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Praise God. Okay, I feel better. Um, it, it, for your conscience sake, some of you never realized that the turmoil in your mind, you never connected to your place of unsubmission. Not sleeping well at night because you're not living well during the day. He said, for your conscience sake. Oh, Father. Verse 6, and then <laughs> I'm going to move on. Um, for because of this, you also pay taxes. I'm just pausing. The date is coming up. It's your neighbors, they pay your taxes. Did it pass already? Or is it, it? I already filed mine. I'm obedient. Amen. My taxes is done. <laughs> I, I'm just playing. I've been late many a year, child. Trust me. Give me, you know, I've been taking, what do you call them? Extensions. Give me an extension in God. Uh, thank God for grace. Also pay taxes for they are God's ministers. Attending continually to this very thing. Um, verse 7. Render, therefore, to all their due. So stop lying on your taxes. Why is God not blessing my money? Because you lied to the IRS. You don't have any kids, friend. You have no kids, man. See, this is the kind of sins we don't, we don't want to pay attention to. We think, as long as I'm not banging, as long as I'm not drinking, as long as I'm not smoking, as long as I'm not not, but you're a liar. You don't lie with your mouth, you lie with your computer or your pen. Customs to who customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Okay, there's several kinds of authority, so let's just kind of walk through the word. Give me Ephesians 6 and 1. I'm purposely trying not to, I want you to get this today, okay? Ephesians, I'm, I'm going 45 today, y'all. Add 10 to that. Usually 35. They need a strong 45 in the Holy Ghost today, okay? Uh, we... <laughs> Family, tell me y'all like, oh, dang it. Some of y'all got smart. Y'all been looking back at my clock and wondering, like, okay, he got 12 minutes. You can't figure me out, homie. <laughs> just, just hold on. 10 more minutes. You're going to be okay. You can do it. Here's the next level of authorities. I want to talk to you about authorities because I don't want you to think this is a church message. Because some of you who've been abused under church leadership, that's all you're hearing the whole time I'm saying this. You think I'm teaching you to honor me. That's what you're hearing. And that's not what I'm doing. I don't have time to teach you. If you don't want to honor me, I don't have time to teach you to do that. You're going about your business. Because then you don't get the access you need. I got my access. So that's what I'm not doing. I'm not teaching you to honor me. I'm teaching you to honor authority, period. Are you getting this? So that's why I'm going through these sections. I want you to hear what I'm saying, not what the devil is telling you I'm saying. Family authorities. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, which I'm not going to get into how that relates to both your spiritual and natural. I don't have time for it. For this is right. Number two, verse two. Honor your father and mother. Which this is the first commandment that gives you a promise. Gives you a promise. What's the promise, please? Verse 3. That it may be well with you. I really need y'all to look at this. It didn't say honor your good parents. It didn't say honor your parents that were there for you. 
Y'all gotta like me. <laughs> My wife liked me just fine. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all gotta like me. It didn't say obey the parents that took you uh, to dinner. Don't obey the parents that came to your first basketball game. Because some of y'all still stuck at five years old. You never came to my football game. Please, you are 25. Get over it. Grow up! And if some of you are like, are you just making fun of my dysfunction? I am, because I'm trying to let you know it is a small thing. Go to prayer and let God deal with your heart. You are too old to still be holding on to that. Let God deal with you. And it's a sign that you don't pray and you don't study the word because you're holding a 30-year-old offense. Can't even sit at the table with your mama. I don't care how crazy they were. That's the only mama you got. You can't change it, baby. I'm not telling you how to spend every day at their house. If they crazy, you better be choosy and picky. Come on. But when you show up, you better show up with the right heart. God forbid you make a mistake as a parent. Do you want your kids to dishonor you? About 80% of you want me to turn my plow, and I am not going to. Honor your father, my, but this is what it's going to do. Why is it not well with me? Because I don't honor my mother and father. Why am I go to my job interviews? They always never call me back. Didn't I just spend a whole series teaching you that what you saw you're going to read? Yeah. But look at this, though. That they may live long in the earth. That's also the New Testament. <laughs> in other words, you can cut your life short. This honor thing is dangerous. It is. I just, that's why I'm trying to teach you. That's why I'm just trying to take my time with it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get you so hyped that you lose it. I want you to get this seed. Yeah, I want you to be able to grab this. I really do. Because I want to raise up an army of soldiers, a family of soldiers, rather, that are able to go and change the world. And I don't want you to miss out on being able to change the world because you think God is okay with it because somebody offended you. The world offended him. And he died for them. Why would you think a savior who died for offended people is okay with you staying offended with your mama? I ain't going to get her nothing for Christmas because the way she treated me. But he gave you life and you treated him still negatively. You still dropping the ball. You still been disobedient. Y'all want to say amen now, huh? Ah, if I told you God was about to get your enemies, y'all be running around here. Ah, yes, 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 get my enemies. But when it comes to telling you that you're responsible for your destiny and purpose and you got to align yourself with honor, we don't want that. Take me to Ephesians 5.33. We're just walking through the Bible. Ephesians 5.33. Are you getting this? We're still in family authorities. Are you seeing it clearly? Okay. Trying to get my Joel Osteen on today. Let me smile or something. Today, friends. I just wanted to begin with a joke. I always begin with my messages. The chicken walked up the road. That's Amen. So, nevertheless, and I love Joel Osteen, no shade. I'll take all his money if he won't give it to me. You understand me? Every bit of it. Glory to God. Uh, Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let each of you in a particular, uh, each of you in particular, so, um, so love his own wife as himself. This is honor talk. Grown folks honor talk. Husbands love their wife as themselves. <laughs> so that, that, that demands 
that demands that you care for your wife in a way that you might not normally do it out of your flesh. It takes the spirit of God to be a husband. And for every one of y'all, I'm going to use a word you might not like, little fifis. You know, that's what they call her. Right <laughs> Just kidding. For all you amazing women who want to marry him because he got cute abs. A sexy head. Whichever way you want to take that. Um, whatever kind of space that you made a decision in. Y'all so religious. Whichever way you want to, but listen to me. I got to keep you on your feet, otherwise I lose you. I got to keep you on your feet. Especially when I'm talking slow like this, I got to keep you engaged. Just making sure you're paying attention, that's all. You don't, you don't pick a man because he's cute. You got you to gotta find a man that's ready for ministry. I'm not talking about Mike in hand. I'm not talking about a stage. I'm talking about a man that realizes that it takes him to be anointed to be a husband. You understand? Husbands carry the weight of their household upon their shoulders. Are you understanding me? When your wife don't believe in her vision, you got to stand flat-footed in her face and say, girl, you are amazing. You got to take care of the world. You got to be the greatest thing anybody ever seen. You got to be the kind of man that can lay hands on your wife and you don't got to make a delivery appointment for her. Right there at your house, you say, come out of her. Love them as yourself. Look at this next part. Look at this next part. This is, this is grown folks honor talk. Look at this next part. Let the wife see that she respects her husband. Not when he has a job. But when he don't. You want to marry him. And you knew he was slicky shaky when you married him. So don't be mad now that he in and out of jobs. That's the one you chose. That's the one you chose. Be careful who you choose. If they flaky and shaky before you marry them, they're going to be flaky and shaky. I know you miss six a man, but you don't have the ability to make him what he ain't. First Timothy 6 and 1. I'm just reading the Bible. First, First Timothy 6 and 1. Trying to do better, Pastor Greg. That, you know, I keep getting all these emails about my yelling, so I'm trying to... Trying to be careful. First Timothy 6 and 1. Let as many bond servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of honor. Now, we don't like this language. We don't like, you know, masters and stuff like that. But what it's talking about is governing authorities. Anybody who's over you. Okay? If you look into the Greek words of these words, these are people that are over you. Okay? They're, all, they're worthy of all honor. So that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. When you act a fool at work, Here's my next category, social authorities. Write that down. First one was family authorities. Second one is social authorities. That's what I'm on right now. Social authorities include your bosses. When you act a fool at work, cuss your boss out. Tell them where they can get off and get on. You bring blasphemy to the word of God. Mean, angry looking boss. Gave you the day off, then revoked your day off. Frustrated you. Got you upset. You cringing to go to work. And many of us are cringing to go to work is because we don't understand assignments. 
right? Because you realize that I told you this before. If you fulfill your assignment, many of us could get promoted out. Some of us don't want to be promoted up. We want to be promoted out. And the Lord will promote you out at the appropriate time when you fulfill your assignment. This is good, Sherman. Thank you, Sherman. Um, you count them, oh, your own masters, you got to count them worthy. I'll get there in a minute. You got to count them worthy of all honor so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. You're a representative of God. And it matters how you handle your job. Y'all here, All Nations Worship Assembly, Severino? Trying to help you. How do you want promotion in a place that you don't even honor? You cannot dishonor your way to a promotion. Next one, church authorities. Notice I put it last. Just so we, no, just, you know, so you wouldn't think I was leading with that. Church authorities. First Timothy 5 and 7. That's going to get a little stronger here, but just, just hang in there, okay? First Timothy 5 and 7. And these things command. These things command. That the, command. Command. Not suggest. Not saying, you know, on a good day you should do this. If you're on a good day you should do this. No. Command. Are you getting this? That they may be blameless. What's the next verse say? But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he is denied the faith. I don't think that's where I want to be. 517. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of what? How much? So you deal with those who are laboring in the word and the doctrine with you at a whole nother level than you do those that are of social, family, or civic leadership. So if you can be submitted at work but can't at church, you're out of order. If you can't, if you can't, if you can't be submitted to, if you can be submitted to your husband even, not saying that this, your family's first before anybody think I'm preaching out of order. Your family's first, but I need you to understand that the Bible is saying here that those that labor in the word, it didn't even say that about your husband. It said that about those that labor in the word are worthy of double honor. Are you looking at your Bible? If you think I just put it up here on the screen and it's not real, come on, scroll. Get your little Bible app out. Check it out. Double honor. So we've got to ask ourselves along our journey, where along our journey have we gotten it twisted? Where we do more honoring in the world than we do in the house of God. Some of us honor the police. More than you honor, and I'm not, when I say leaders, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the delegated leaders and authorities in the house. When, these, when you get with leaders and you get on a team or you get somewhere, you, you give more honor to the police than you do the leaders in this house. Police pull you over, you're like, yes sir, yes sir. He's like, hands on the, hands on the wheel, yes. Your leaders say, be on time for host rally. Hell no. I get that when I want to. Not talking about me. I'm talking about the delegated authorities in here. Because I'm not going to let you dishonor leaders in this house and you get away with it. I will teach the devil out of you. Are you understanding me? If it doesn't fit you, don't be worried because, you know, people are like, oh, who's he talking about? If it ain't your boo, just come on, just move on. Don't trip about it. Let's go to the next. So do what he says, verse 18. Are you getting anything out of this today? I'm trying to prepare you to be a world changer. 
saw something amazing on television. I think it was TMZ. No, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. I, I think it was TMZ that stopped Oprah. I think it was TMZ. I'm not sure who it was. But they stopped Oprah after President Trump had said some very negative things about her on Twitter. And he's, he, he, he was talking about how he would beat her if she ran as president. Um, he also said some demeaning things um, about her. And um, so she, she was stopped and she was asked, how do you feel about what the president said to you? She was so kind, I paraphrase, she just began to say, you know what? Everybody can have their opinion. Whatever people's statement is, let them have it. That was the basis of what she said. Wow. She didn't take it as a moment. I learned from it, I'm just telling you myself. She didn't take it as a moment to bash the president, which could have been in her rights to do so, because she realized at the end of the day, y'all don't want this, he's still her authority. Some of us make people bring us down to the lowest of lows by speaking out against stuff that we should have just paid no attention to. I thank God for my wife. One day, I almost ran the social media and I was about to say X, Y, and Z. She kept was like, put your phone down. Put your phone down. I'm like, no, no, come on. They, they, they feeling froggy, they feeling froggy, come on. She was like, she was like no, put your phone down. Because see, I got more followers. So I, I could just say one word. I send a, I send a whole nation to your page. <laughs> yeah. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I was like, oh, you want to play? That's, that's really how I was feeling. Oh, you want to play today? Yeah. yeah. You want to play? You feel a little funny today? Okay. Okay. Let's tag you. And see how the rest of your day goes. See, I don't want to keep it real about what you deal with. It's not always why I'm just able to just turn the face. That's why you got to have the right people around you. Because you got to have the people around you to say, no petty town today. Revoke your citizenship and come over here where the sober lives. You got to know when you speak out against stuff and when you shut up. Okay, here it is. Let me give it to you. I got to get out of it. Here it is. Honor, write this down. Honor is a point of a correct value system. Honor is a point of a correct value system. Okay? Lack of honor will always be connected to lack of value. Who you do not value, you cannot honor. That's why you have that problem with your father. Natural. And some, a lot of you spiritual, but, but that's another conversation. That's why you have a problem is because you're offended by them. And because you're offended by them, you don't see any value in their existence. Because you see no value in their existence, you're like, you could have just not lived, friend. Like, I, I wish I just would have never met you. Let's keep it real. Like, I just wish that you would have never existed on planet. And because that's your heart posture, you don't value them, therefore you cannot honor them. Here's the sad part about it. it what you don't honor, you lack access to. And just because someone has done something wrong and evil doesn't mean there is no good in there. So you end up magnifying the evil and missing out on the good because of the lack of honor. This is good today. Yeah. You don't believe me? Mark 6, chapter 4. I don't have time to read it. Jesus uh, goes to his hometown. He's there to do what he does. Goes and he does miracles. You know, he was in these cities and towns. Everybody was getting healed, Brittany. Everybody was getting healed. Everybody was getting free. He walked in his hometown and he was like, And he's like, what is, what is going on? What was happening? 
Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. In other words, he said, the spirit of familiarity then caught up in my hometown. And they don't see me as the savior of the world. They see me as Joseph's boy. They see me as the carpenter. Huh? So where honor is not there, you cannot access it. Look what the Bible says. Now he could do no mighty work there. Why couldn't he do it? Because there was no honor. Except he laid hands on a few. Somebody say a few. That's why you can't also waste your time with people that refuse to honor you. Because it's a waste of time because they're not going to get everything they can get out of you. Some conversations you need to... See, what I do sometimes is that I put... Uh, I'm telling you all my secrets. I put certain things on a timer. Hello? Did that thing go off? that timer go off? Hey Amen. That's our time for today. You don't let everybody take all of your energy and time and all of that, and, and there's no honor coming back. Am I teaching you something today? So he was only, he was limited, my God. Oh, Jesus. Matthew 10, 40. Just walking through the word. I hope you study these scriptures at home. Some of you just looking at me, and like, I'm just waiting for you, man of God, to shut up so we can go. Matthew 10 and 40. He who receives you receives me. Jesus talking to his apostles. Talking to his disciples. Those who receive you receive me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. Next verse. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Let's deal with that for a minute. Leave that up. Who, receive, who, who receives me as I am. He who receives you as you are, as you are as God created you to be. God's intention, his, his original plan for your life, as they receive you as you are. Let me deal with you today. Is you, don't, you don't only honor someone because they've been good to you. You honor them because they're God's creation. And when you don't receive them as God's creation, what begins to happen is you miss the reward from their lives. <laughs> a prophet, in the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. Next verse, please. And look at this. Whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water, in the name of the disciple, surely I say to you. So this is getting it down to the fact of it doesn't matter if you don't feel like they're a big deal. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving this seminar today because this is what it sounds like in this room. It's like we are in a whole seminar on a college campus somewhere. I mean, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I say to you, he shall by, by no means lose his reward. So that means if you take care of even the ones that people may look, see, see we overlook children. Something powerful broke out in Los Angeles this past Tuesday. And um, it's like the heavens were open and it was ridiculous. Like I was so, it was just ridiculous. Uh, and uh, I, I was so enamored by him. I really was. I was just taken out by him. But we thought we were about to go home. And, 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 I, and I looked at a young girl, and I didn't know at that time, didn't know whose child she was, but I, she was highlighted to me in the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and the little girl, I began to prophesy to her about what God was doing in her life. Now, I've, I prophesy to a lot of children because I believe in it. I've never seen a child respond the way this little girl did. First of all, she looked me straight in my eyes the whole time. I was like, you scared me. What are you playing that you came from? I've never seen a, no child respond to me like that in the prophetic. I mean, she was staring me straight in the eyes, like, come on, give it to me. And I was like, okay, excuse me. So, uh, so I, I began to prophesy to her, and, and then next thing I know, her hands were lifted. And she began to receive the word. And next thing I saw, all her little friends started coming around her and was praying for her too. What began to break was honor was placed on one of these little ones. 
and heaven smiled upon it. Y'all don't let this. You want to know why some of your houses is not going to the next level? Because you haven't put the, the respect and the honor on the little ones. I'm going to tell you what the Lord told us a long time ago. There is no junior Holy Ghost. You better respect what's on the inside of them and heaven will rain on your house. I got to go. Come play something. Come on. You see that? Let me give you this, and then I, I, I'll finish next week. I'm going to do a part two of this, okay? I just don't have enough time to get in it the way that I want to get in. I didn't even get to my main space. So I'll get there next week. But um, I believe God wants to bring a new level of honor to his house. Give me Second Chronicles 38. 30 and verse 8. How many of you want to be prepared for your purpose? Okay, I appreciate the honesty of those that didn't raise your hand. Um, we want to be prepared for our purpose. I don't want to go to a place that just gives me a message and just gives me a shot in the butt to make it through the rest of the week. I need somebody to prepare me for where I'm going and to teach me principles that govern authority, so that I can become fully the authority that he's created me to become. That's what you're sitting in today. You're sitting, into, you're sitting in a training ground. And I need to kind of form your mind because some of you haven't even realized what kind of space you're in. You join because you love how wild and crazy the preaching is. You love the worship. You love this. So you love that. But all these principles today were given today that you might apply them. And that when you leave out of these doors this week, that your week would look differently. Because now I think differently because I'm held responsible for the revelation that I've been given. Is this good? All right. I want, some of us don't honor the house of God. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this. Let me make a precursor statement so I do not get myself in trouble with this. Understand if somebody has to work. And that's a lie. No, I don't. Um... Because I feel like I, I have to correct myself because that wasn't truth. Um, I'm talking about, first of all, what I'm going into is church attendance. That's where I'm about to go right now. So, so you can prepare yourself. Um, no, I don't necessarily, I personally don't understand that I have to work thing. I mean, there's certain laws that are in place that bosses have to give you certain times off for religious purposes. We don't like to um, engage those things because most of us are afraid of losing our job. And the truth is, and many of us wouldn't like to admit it, but we really see our job more of our source than we do God. But I know sometimes maybe somebody's not here because, because I'm working. I get it. Maybe, maybe I'm not here. I'm sick. I miss one Sunday. I mean, gosh, dog, just one Sunday. Like, I don't understand when people are frustrated because people are happy that you are back. If you've been gone several weeks and somebody hasn't seen you and they'd be like, oh my God, girl, I've been out of here since one Sunday. Could you please take that positively that somebody actually cared about you? Take it positively that in a church of hundreds, somebody actually knows your name. Such a negative world that we don't even know how to accept love. We think that somebody's always after us. So some of us, I get it. I was sick, something happened. It's not what I'm talking about or what I'm about to talk about. I want to talk to the people who you miss getting the word that God gave you for the week because this is not just a message. It's a word as marching orders for your week. And you miss it because you're lazy. That's who I want to talk to. Or you miss it because you're offended. Or you miss it because you're tired of hearing people say you need to serve and you're not currently serving. Or you're tired of X, Y, and Z. So you went to go hear a prettier word somewhere else that made you feel good and comfortable. 
made you feel a little happier. Because you're tired of a sword. So what you want is a bottle. Probably right about now, my baby's probably, you know, getting a little, little milky milk. I want to show you in the scriptures very quickly, and I'm just trying to help you. I'm not judging you. I'm really not. I'm just trying to help you. Bible says, now, do not be stiff-necked. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, another word for rebellious. It's another word for stubborn. Meaning, I ain't going to move. I'm going to do what I want to do. But yield yourselves to the Lord. Watch this. And enter his sanctuary. When we don't enter his sanctuary the way he's commanded us to and we treat it lightly, we're proving the fact that we're stiff-necked. Then nobody say amen. So you get to a place where you're like, I mean, if I don't come, I mean, what's the big deal? Because you don't value. When you value it, then you'd be like, I will not in a day miss this. But because you feel like you can get it somewhere else, you don't honor the house of God. Ain't nobody giving you this word on no other place the way it's being given today. Someone can give me a message, but that doesn't mean that they're the one that's supposed to release the word of life to me. Every people has a Moses and every Moses has a people. Why do you prefer to listen to uncles rather than fathers? Cousins and brothers. Because your father will always, the voice of the father to you will always deal with you differently. So you just want to go sit and soak somewhere. You just want to just sit in his presence because you don't want to be dealt with. Not all of you. If it doesn't fit you, don't pay no attention to what I'm saying right now. Amen it for your neighbor. But if it finds it for you, eat it. There has to come another value on the things of God. If I could get you to understand what took me to my next level, hold it together, Sherman, was my value for the house of God. Because I didn't just do anything just to do it, Dre. Some of us, we can't find ourselves putting our hands to work in the house of God because we don't value that. I don't see what I get out of it. That's because we only value the stage and the pulpit and we don't value the people in the brown or the black chairs. Honor. Honor can only be done where there is value. When you value something, someone, a place, or a thing, honor will be found there. Last, I'll give, give you this. <laughs> this is funny today. Honor is the fruit of submission. When you're submitted to a place, an authority, you can honor it. Honor will not only show in your actions, Honor was showing your body language. I watch the way people talk to people. It shows that you don't honor them. You need to get delivered in your finger. Your face muscles need deliverance. Let me help you with it. The Bible says, shun the very appearance of evil. So for everybody that says, it's not in my heart, it's just the way I look, the Bible says, get rid of the appearance. <laughs> Y'all don't like me today. Get rid of the appearance of evil. 
<laughs> it's due time. It's due. Honor is due. I didn't even get it. To, I really was trying to get to First Peter. I didn't even get nowhere near it. We'll get there next week. We'll just take our time with it. Are you okay with that? Let's lift our hands before the Lord. Father, thank you for a very sober word today to prepare us for destiny and purpose. Social authorities, family authorities, civic authorities, church authorities. We want to be aligned with you. We do not want to be an unsubmitted people. We want to be submitted because we understand that there is safety in submission. <laughs> there is safety in being under covering, Father. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're building on the inside of us. Thank you for what you're rooting up some stuff. You know, a lot of us are experiencing some stirrings in our soul. We're, we're being sobered up. We're having to consider some things. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're allowing us to consider it. Bless us, Lord, to move forward in our lives. In Jesus' name.